This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Our music is brought to you by Tanika Charles, courtesy of Record Kicks. Her album Soul Run and The Gumption are available now on all streaming platforms. Joining me this week, we've got two special guests, uh, two of some of the best comedians in Canada, dare I say. And uh, we can see them both at the same time if you're watching this on YouTube. But anyway, I'm gonna introduce them one at a time. Uh, First up, we've got, you've seen him on Just for Laughs and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. It's Leonard Chan. And we have the host of the great Canadian baking show, Alan Shane Lewis, how you doing? Doing okay. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this is fantastic. One yeah. one day I'll get better at intros on. Oh no, no, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out before we start that I don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> yeah, you're Maybe. just here to tell us who looks good and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard's a huge my... cricket fan, you know. Oh, huge. I mean, any. I mean, I'm I'm Asian, so like any anything where we stop for tea is great. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, even British people are like that, though. That's true. And British people love cricket. Yeah. Like my South Asian side, they're all about like um, they love tennis and they love uh, Formula One. Mm. People, is A lot of people are into the Formula One now. I didn't realize this. Yeah. Why is that? What's so exciting? I don't get it. I, I, I've never understood, though. Like I like I'll watch NASCAR occasionally because I just want to see crashes which is the worst <laughs> thing to do but it's like literally you just love blooper reels right you're just exactly. like i just want to see it. yeah it's like, i don't want anybody reel. to die obviously i don't want anybody to get hurt i just want it to be spectacular <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know how these two things square themselves but it's like you know uh i've been to like i've, I've gone to like nascar races no i went to sorry that's wrong formula one because oh, that's in toronto formula that's one a- and there was a crash and like, if it wasn't for like the barrier, I'd be dead. <laughs> like oh my 100%. god! The one in Toronto, the one that yeah. they do by Lakeshore. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tire, like fucking flew right on my head, and it like oh smacked my god. everything. Yeah. Did, it didn't hit anybody though, right? No, that's they have they have the barrier up for that purpose. <laughs> I saw someone get hit in the head at a baseball game, just yes. like at a Blue Jays game, like a fly ball fully hit someone in the head, and oh, they yeah. had to get like paramedics and everything. Yeah, I they saw don't somebody... show you that on TV. No, I saw somebody get hit in the face with a puck in a hockey game. Ooh, yeah, it was like a straight up like Ross from Friends situation. Uh, this is the craziest start to a basketball podcast of all time. <laughs> Let's discuss best sports injuries. Sports. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone cricket, hockey, Formula One. I once saw a knife baseball. fight and figure skating. It was wild. No. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> There's two people entered, one person left, dude. It was crazy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, well, I guess in the spirit of NBA basketball, uh, we have. Uh, so I guess the trade season 
apparently starts on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday, December 14th. Uh, I, I just think it's, you know, the, the NBA has gotten really good at having a 24 seven media cycle. Cause I feel like the start of trade season wasn't a big deal years ago, but now it's like, Hey, this is the start. We're doing this. Trades can happen starting any moment. And we're all getting hyped up about it. So I wanted to ask you guys, aside from Ben Simmons, because we've all talked about Ben Simmons to death, who do you think is on the trading block? Whoever wants to go first. Um, I mean, <laughs> Kyrie should be <laughs> should yeah. get the, get him the hell out of there. Just because you want to see Kyrie play, you're like, let's get him to a state where no one cares. Do I really <laughs> need to see him play? I mean, if they should trade him for a round earther. <laughs> like that would yeah, balance a, that out, yeah. Yeah. I was watching highlights. I mean, the, the tragedy, he's so good, right? So I was just like watching highlights. Like when he took like the, the shot in the NBA finals over Curry and it's like such a clutch shot. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to see him taking his Well, the, the Athletic <laughs> is reporting some alleged optimism towards him returning but they don't yeah. know if that's because of his willingness to get vaccinated or the nets willingness for him to play road games like are they going to loosen their policy on him that's unclear but it seems like they're they're talking more as of late i don't want to see Kyrie get traded uh because i don't want him to play because if, if if he doesn't play then we can have this kevin durant versus steph curry narrative for mvp and Ooh. I want that to go down to the wire. Okay, Kyrie's so. not joining the MVP conversation. No, no, not even just that. He's just going to take away usage no. from Kevin oh, Durant. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see, and I then, see. yeah, and that's it. Like, if you're on the, you're just already, like, hardened on that team, right? So you throw Kyrie in there, and it's like, all right. Mm -hmm. You know, how much did Durant actually do anything? That being said, I mean. He's, he's doing a lot. He's doing, he's doing a lot. everything right now. <laughs> yeah. He's doing everything right now. But I was just saying, like. Is, I mean, is Kevin Durant the worst thing to happen to, to James Harden? Because he just doesn't have to care the way he used to have to care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also that the new the new rules and everything like that. James Harden is just having an interesting season. Yeah. Not as fun to watch. Like The games he's doing well is doing great, but it's just like. Those are few and far between, I found. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I like, that... I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I like the new rules, right? I mean, they're better because I don't want to see like James Harden plays like basketball, like he's trying to like win an insurance fraud case. <laughs> it's like, ah. Ooh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, th I think, um, I think the Sacramento Kings need to just call it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like, go absolutely. to Seattle. Go to Seattle. They need to like end the franchise, trade all their assets, like get it going. As in, They're like, hoarding pieces. They're hoarding yeah. Marvin Bagley. They're hoarding Buddy Heald. I feel so sorry for that young uh, Fox. Darren Fox, Halliburton, yeah. and then also uh, Davion Mitchell. You have three star-studded point guards that are not going to see the court because they share the same, you know, yeah. space and in, in usage. And it's it's silly. There's yeah. no plan out there. And it's Sacramento. Who wants to live in Sacramento? Nobody wants to live in People Sacramento. People want to live in Seattle. Get a seat. Go to Vancouver. Go anywhere. I don't care. Exactly. Kansas. <laughs> like, Jesus. I feel like Bagley's been trying to get traded since he was drafted. Yeah. <laughs> like, from I'll, the beginning. I would love to see Bagley in a Raptors uniform. Oh, I, I've great. been... I've been like going into hoop spaces and just like anytime it's like trade docs, like or Nate Duncan's room. I'm always like, but what yeah. about like if the Raptors had Miles Turner? Like we just need that. Oh, like, I, I wanted big, Miles Turner last yeah. year, but like, I mean, Miles Turner is like the best defensive. I think he's the most best, like two way defensive big like you could get right now. 
Uh, yeah, on the market. I mean, Bagley's pretty good too. I mean, Bagley's twenty two, and I think he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's only twenty two, and I think Turner's twenty five. I think. Either way, they're both like super young. Like Miles Turner's getting like three blocks a game. That'd be very useful. And his like offense is underrated. I think it's, yeah. I think he's like hasn't even scratched the surface of his offensive game. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of teams would be interested in these guys for sure. And I also just like, I you know, like you said, like they just need to move this franchise. I truly believe that this franchise just doesn't know what they're doing. Like I was all for the the Luke Walton firing. But firing a coach in November just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. because that means you were already thinking about firing them, but you just didn't do it. And then you <laughs> let a whole training camp go by a whole preseason go by. And it's like, why wouldn't you give that to another coach? Like yeah. what? Like it just feels like such a waste. It's like you've already decided to throw away your season. And I think like Alvin Gentry is a good coach, but it's like, there's so much toxicity in the air. Like, I don't think Kyrie could smudge enough sage. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) The amount of sage need, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I just don't know what else could be done. Like even like um, that Raptors game last night, like it it was just, that team was just so out of sync. Like I know as biased Raptors fans, we just want to be like, yeah, we won such a good win, blah, 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 which it was. But it's like, when you look at it from their side, it's like this team, they're bad at defense because they don't care enough to be better at defense. And it's like, that's when it's like, okay, you got to start making some trades here. Yeah. Well, look at the the free agency made no sense. Like bringing in Tristan Thompson and like also getting Rashawn Holmes. Like you have these guys who are very vertical up and down players to play there. And then also you have Bagley too as well. They just overpack certain positions and miss everything else. Cause like, honestly, beginning of the season, they looked like they had a little bit of promise. They were giving teams yeah. that extra work. They were taking the warriors to like, you know, to close to end of the game. So they, they were looking very promising, but then mm-hmm. something just happened. And then yeah. everything house of cards just came falling down. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight just, up the best, the, the highlight that, uh, that, that just encapsulates Sacramento's entire season is that fan courtside, just puking. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he got fired the next day. That was so his last day of work. Someone just puked onto the court. Oh, horrible. It was so funny. He just did there like it's the most Shakespearean puke. That's that's the worst puke in the world. Like, I think like out of all, like if you had to rate pukes, that's your courtside by yourself on national television. His friends by himself. He didn't because he had friends friends left. They left him. They were like, Oh, this guy's forget forget him like he's oh, done yeah it's embarrassing we're gonna leave before we get caught on national oh. tv i didn't realize his oh. friends left because oh. i don't i'm not like i'm not the kind of person that's like oh someone puked let me look up that video you know what <laughs> i mean like that's not who i am i'm just like okay good, F- good fyi for me i don't need <laughs> to watch that so if i send you those puke videos that's why you didn't open them oh, okay <laughs> yeah. i get it now <laughs> wow yeah that's why i left that on right out <laughs> but it's such a it was a lonely existence and he just tried to like stop it and you could see like you it just, was it was not happening yeah I, i've decided luke walton is the most like andy from the office uh human being ever if that, mm. if that uh translates maybe no one who's watched the office that's fine you're very uh, cornellish yes <laughs> Uh, I also want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers. Now I talked about them last week on this podcast and I went on and on and on about CJ McCollum. And then Mm -hmm. hours after I released the podcast,
podcast, it came out that he had a, a, collapsed, a collapsed lung. lung. So mm-hmm. obviously we wish him the best. Uh, I've read that he is expected to have a full recovery and mm-hmm. he's also expecting a baby. And, you know, it's like he'll get to rest at home with his newborn and stuff That's like good. that. But mm-hmm. uh, everybody keeps talking about Damian Lillard being traded. This is not going to happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They are not trading Damian Lillard. No. I think, you know, everybody who has like a daily show and is desperate for content needs to talk about the idea of Damian Lillard being traded. But he has no. said himself, he has not asked for a trade. He's not looking for a trade. They're not trading him. No. Now, I think the real argument is, is he loyal to a fault? Like we all know he's loyal, but is he like, Chloe Kardashian still with Tristan Thompson loyal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like year like, 16 expecting a new outcome. <laughs> just like, no, this time though. Like, we'll make just, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, no, this time he won't cheat. Like, is it just like <laughs> Yeah, like Damian Lillard is just all long shots. <laughs> yeah, that, now everybody's like, oh, I know he doesn't want to leave, but we want him to leave. Like, is it just no, at the point they, where he's I, too loyal? I think. He's not getting moved this season. I see no. all those those are uh, like this trade is proposed trade, but the three team deal. I don't know if you guys saw that on their pe- bunch of people are peddling that line They're between like Lakers, uh, Portland and um, New Orleans. It's supposed to be like they move Russ uh, Lakers somehow get Dame. It's it's silly. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. He said it so many times. He's put his foot down. He's yeah. not going to initiate anything. I will say I don't know if it comes down to in the offseason later down the down the line if he were to be moved, but it's like from the Portland's position and yeah. it's not Dame. Cause I don't think he's ever going to ask for a trade and receive one mid season. It's going to do something as far as contracts and uh yeah. thing down the line. But I, I just don't, I don't see him ending his career in a, uh, Tim, uh, a Blazers Jersey. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But I they're think- going to trade everybody around him before they're going to trade him. I think, I think they might keep CJ before that. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, but maybe. Like- down but this is once again this, they're not going to uh, quit on this cj dame project which i still don't understand i don't think it's ever going to work really well it hasn't worked. yeah yeah <laughs> so they're going to keep doing this for a couple more years and then you know two three years from now you'll see dame somewhere else yeah. i mean in, in hindsight they should have traded um cj like two years ago mm-hmm. right not because he's a bad player but because this was clearly not going to get them to a championship and yeah. they should have been bold enough to recognize that yeah um before now you should have traded him when he had two full lungs oh god (laughs) (laughs) that is rose battles (laughs) (laughs) that was harsh that was harsh i was just watching rose battles canada and yeah that's that was right up there (laughs) are you both on that show uh alan is i alan's uh, on that show i was asked to do it and i couldn't i had to you were I, asked to do it and you couldn't yeah i was you're i was that you're that busy i yeah <laughs> i was I, I tried to work it out i tried to we're work winnipeg it out. yeah i was in winnipeg and i wanted to fly home i was like can i fly i asked like yeah if i could fly back and do it and and they were like no which i mean totally i mean absolutely fair <laughs> so here's the question does winnipeg pay more than roast battles? oh no but i committed to <laughs> But I committed to Winnipeg first and I'm, I'm, you know, I made a commitment and this is what I got to do. Okay. There we go. Well, thanks. And now I, and now I have my priorities. Okay. So uh, the other team I wanted to talk about in terms of trades is the Indiana Pacers because they really came into Mm. the season, you know, they hired Rick Carlisle and I felt like I didn't 
predict them to be great but it really felt like they were going for it Mm -hmm. and now it feels like they're ready to completely scrap this team sell it for parts and rebuild should give up scratch yeah Yeah. so i mean there's the bonus is gonna get stuff i mean the bonus is probably worth the most and then levert is quite good i mean he's not as efficient as you would probably want him to be he's shooting what 42 42% from the field and like 29 from three, if I recall correctly, but like 15, three and three, if you if you want like a semi-efficient score in their backcourt, like he's pretty good. And his kidneys are good now. (laughs) We're just going to talk about all the major organs of (laughs) all these players. players. What's LeBron's gallbladder like? What's that? Yeah, It's bald. It's bald? (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. Fracted for sure. The thing, the thing I love about Karis Levert is that, like, he was basically his life was saved by James Harden's bitchiness. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, just with the the whole deal, and then all yeah. of a sudden they had to and the then he had the physical. And, yeah. yeah, and Indiana is one of the few teams that actually does like uh, back MRIs. Oh wow! So he was like so lucky. <laughs> this Oof. is yeah. This is what I think should happen. I think OKC needs to decide it's time to win games. And I think because they've hoarded enough draft picks already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's only so many people you can draft. There's only so many people you can pay after you've drafted well. Mm -hmm. I think it's time they start winning and they should take, they should, they should try and get Sabonis. They should try to start. They should start. They should. No, it won't fix it this year, but what a great person to have. And then you're drafting players around them. Like I, I think, it just doesn't make sense for them to keep hoarding picks and keep being like, oh, we're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. Yeah. They have over 30 picks. Yeah. yeah. It's you, time to start picking players. It's time to start winning. So you so, build around Shea and Sabonis is what you're thinking? That's what I'm saying. And then mm. with, you know, and then you keep as many of your top picks as you can and you start trading for some real players. Yeah. Well, they'll yeah. need to trade some top picks. Because they have to the lowest. Sabonis. Yeah. They have the the lowest. Um, Salary cap? Uh, salary cap right now yeah. in the league. So they have so much space. Yeah. So it's like, why Why not? I, I just don't understand OKC's plan. Like, why yeah. not? Like, I think that's probably one of the best players you're going to get for the lowest salary. Yeah. And then you're drafting on top of that. To me, this is like such a clear path for them to become a winning team. I don't understand, you know, them. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they'll hear this. I don't know. Maybe this is already their idea. <laughs> this is the wake up, but yeah. it just yeah, feels yeah. like that would be the path for them to become a winning team again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, there's Sam Presti in the comments. Uh, yeah. He's, I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to add Sam Presti on YouTube and see. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the real one, who knows? But if it's not, he'll get it. He'll pass yeah, that message along. It. Yeah. Maybe he's like Colangelo. He's got like five burners. Burn. You know, they all got alerts. They all got <laughs> and, alerts. And Durant. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Sam Presti, I don't know what his plan is. I, He's trying to win the championship in like 2085. He keeps kicking the can down the road. And yeah, I agree. I think the time to win is now with that team. You have mm-hmm. an excellent opportunity with crazy defensive players like Lou Dort and, you know, mm-hmm. an offensive juggernaut like Shy. Uh, personally, I'd love them to be in Raptors teams, but, you yeah. know, yes. but I don't see uh, OKC addressing any of the issues that they have through trades. I think it can come at free agency, mm-hmm. like one of those monumental, we signed you know, uh, Kevin Garnett and uh, Ray Allen, like one of those things where you can get a bunch of players who, you know, need a lot of money and you can offer them up and try to make the create something through that and complement those players with the shy and kind of figure that out. Mm. Uh, but as far as Indiana Pacers go, I feel like they're going to be a third team or third team in a two team trade. 
because they just have those assets that both teams yeah. kind of want and they can mm-hmm. like have kind of uh, movability of, of, of uh, kind of space in their on their roster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I still think I don't know. I'm not sold on Sabonis. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I know he's a good like double double, but he feels like that Kevin Love type player where they feel like empty stats mm. in a way and not yeah, to just I, I don't think he's your best player on a on a winning team but I think if he was part of a of a if he was the third of a big three yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If he's the third I just I just need more three-point shots from him because like I do love the back-to-basket game I'm a, more of a 2006-7 basketball purist or 2003 where you know your bigs go to the key into the block and fight for their points but in this and new kind of don't fit yeah just nice and long <laughs> oh they fit that's the correct way to wear them <laughs> you're not supposed to see any of your body in them <laughs> but I, I i like that i miss that air i love feet work i love seeing shack in the post i miss zach randolph like i love that type of basketball i love fighting for the two and he feels like a relic of a player of a, a system long gone and he doesn't have that three consistent enough to to be yeah. that Chris Bosh, you know, to, to extend yourself out to that three right. point line and get your kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But to say that, if the Raptors got him, I would be happy. Be, yeah. <laughs> Just dying for a center. Yeah. How about? I mean, you know, who the Raptors would be great if we could get is Christian Wood. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oof. If because uh, he wants dream. to, like, look, he wants to leave, right? Like these, uh, he's twenty six. He's very, very good. It's Houston. Who wants to stay? Exactly. Who wants to stay? Like if this, he's at the age where he's probably going to want to play for a championship. It ain't going to happen in Houston. And if he, and if Houston doesn't trade him now, he's just going to leave in free agency. So like, why don't they do something? Yeah. The funny thing about Christian Wood is that he did sign with the Rockets when James Harden was still there. Well, yeah. this it didn't turn out that. And way. then it did not turn out that way at all. Like I think like I think like the following week or something or within that week they traded Westbrook. Like it was wild how fast that turnaround was. But yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, look, the Raptors just need a center. I mean. Yeah. I, I was talking about it last week. Like we shouldn't miss Cam Birch as much <laughs> as we miss Cam Birch. Like, like we miss Cam Birch the way other teams would like miss Durant. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, we really miss that guy. He grabbed rebounds. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wild. Um, but anyways, um, another player I want to talk about is Zion. I mean, it mm. came out this week that uh, he has had some pretty uh, significant injury setbacks. Uh, His return date has been labeled uncertain. Uh, At the start of training camp this year, that's when they first announced that he had surgery on his left foot. So it was Mm -hmm. very hush-hush for whatever reason, which I think is very sketchy in my opinion. And then they originally said that he would be back for the regular season. And then they said, okay, he'll be back in a few weeks. And now they're letting us know that, look, his foot is not healing at the rate that we thought it would. And we don't know when he'll be back. And it looks like the Pelicans might've lost uh, their season at this point. Um, It's also rumored that Zion has gained more weight. Um, He's rumored to be somewhere between 300 and 330 pounds right now. It's probably not Um, good for that foot. It's not good for that foot. Um, That's the problem, right? Because he's listed. He's listed at 284, but he's rumored to be um, higher than that at this point. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, how do we how do we feel about Zion? Like, at this point, I'm worried that he's he might be the next Greg Oden at this point. Like, it's getting kind of scary. But it's like Oden, like, you know, his legs were not (laughs) uh, correct. 
right? Like it no, was. No, no, I, mean, I don't mean like that, but I just mean like. Look, I know like, this like could a be a bust. situation where he is the next Joel Embiid, or he could be the next Greg Oden. Like, yeah, he is at that crossroads yep. right now. Yeah. And the, I, I think, yeah, it's kind of brutal, right? Because you gotta, like, he needs to work off that weight, and but. And because then otherwise the foot's going to get worse, but then he can't work it off because his foot's bad. So like he's in this like weird vicious cycle and I, maybe it's diet. I don't know. Um, I just see a lot of people body shaming him. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> want to body shame Which him. is super rough. Cause it's like, you know, as you, if you think about it, like if Zion was a woman, like these commentators would not be <laughs> saying any of what they're saying. They would be behind her back though. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. But they wouldn't say it on air because they want to remain employed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it is, uh, he could be a bust. You're right. He's absolutely at the, the I mean, I of. like, look like uh, my, my theory, like if I put on my little, like Catherine conspiracy theory hat here, like I think maybe Try it it's, out. no, <laughs> No, I mean, he's trying to, like, leave, not, like... I was like, what? No, don't leave. No, uh, he's trying... Yeah, he's trying to leave. That's what I'm trying to he's say. He's trying to leave. No, no, no. My theory oh. is that maybe he's depressed. Oh. Yeah, maybe because everybody's yeah. calling him fat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it's, like, this guy needs to... I don't know. I, I, I think from day one, when he got drafted by the Pelicans, I was like, that's not going to be good for him. I don't mm. think they have a good management support system to kind of... Uh, care for young athletes to come into this league and kind of show them hope. <laughs> they never have a player on the bench that has a veteran kind of mindset that can kind of guide him through what he's going through. Mm. Uh, it's just a very new franchise and a lot of guesses. And they've changed the name of the stadium like five different times and they've changed mascots. Like there's so much yeah. uh, inconsistency within that franchise that they can't really keep up with them. So for him to be drafted on that team, I was like, first off, his play style's not going to work out and that's not going to be good for him too. And Are you now, a biased Knicks fan? Uh, he should. Well, if you went to the next, I think he, I don't think we'd be having this the same problems. I definitely think there'd be probably a lot more care. They would invest into uh, his offseason planning. They would make sure they're watching everything that he's kind of doing. I think there'd be uh, a, a bunch of tools to his yeah. like uh, availability to kind of navigate these kind of waters properly. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the player can be injured and it can become Greg Godin. Or they can become uh, like a fiend, like a, what's his name? Uh, Steph Curry. You could be mm. just like that. You can be in a, a place where they're going to make sure that we do the absolute most, like best things that we can possibly do for you. And if that's Clay Thompson set out for two whole seasons and make yeah. sure that you come back 100% and we, yeah. we have you, Steph Curry, sit as much time as possible. I think just, you know, with Golden State, at least that franchise knew what they, they've been there for a long time. There's, there's yeah. you know, the, I forgot the name of the, 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 uh, the GM, but the owners, but like, there's a little bit of like consistency that goes along with that. But I just think it's not going to work out well over there. And I think the whole thing mm -hmm. where they're trying to like placate his, not placate, but um, uh, make all these different trades and make sure his mm. family's good. It's like, I don't think they know what they're doing. They're just throwing everything and they're not, there's no mm. real kind of plan. I think he actually wants to leave. And I think that's kind of I, his silent I protest. I agree. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, the Pelicans, the thing that frustrates me the most about the Pelicans, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, is just they've been given so many chances. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, we talk about the Kings, but it's like the Pelicans have had Chris Paul and then yeah. they had Anthony Davis and now they have Zion and it's like and Brandon Ingram. It's just like, how many great players are you going to get and, and, and mess it up? You mm -hmm. know? And and fire Stan Van Gundy after one season. It's like, yeah, or maybe give it some more. I think that was a whole thing to uh, appease Zion too as well. Cause I think yeah. within that system, he wasn't getting the same amount of buckets. Yeah. Although I love S SVG as a commentator. He's 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, he is so, great as a commentator. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying I, I that. Take, I take him over Jeff Van Gundy. As a commentator, <laughs> I like Jeff Van Gundy too. I'm one of the few people who like Jeff Van. Gundy. Look, this okay, Jeff Van Gundy and and Mark Jackson. Together. Do they even like basketball? <laughs> With <laughs> all due respect. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, do they even like the game? It's like everything they say, it's like you hate basketball. <laughs> this new school thing where they're like fighting for fouls. Like, yeah, it's a little, it gets a little like uh, old yeah. man yells at clouds for sure. A hundred percent. But I do like the dynamic of them. Just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care what's going on. They're like the old men from the Muppets, but without any jokes. Without any jokes. Uh, that is the best assessment. <laughs> I truly, and Waldorf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is exactly the energy. That's perfect. That is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like that, and we don't like NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah, and the cuts oh. to commercial break. Yeah, like Mike Breen is the only one that actually likes the game. Yeah. <laughs> Three of them. We've got such a simple catchphrase. Yes. Fair. But I do like a nice Mark Jackson, like haiku to end the, he's like, when he brings it down at the end of like each uh, broadcast, like going into commercial, he's like, and that's how you know that the two points worth more. I don't know. I can't do it. But like one of those like beautiful, like, I don't know how he writes them together uh, to, to, to send oh them off God. to commercial. Mama, there goes that man. What? Oh. Hand down, man down. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst catchphrases. They're so bad. I think it's like they're so bad that we like them now. Yeah. Because we're so used to hearing them, but they're actually terrible. Kyrie asked me, excuse me, can I have this dance? (laughs) Just like (laughs) 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 so good. I don't, yeah, maybe I'm just like it's been barred with it so much that I'm just like, these are hilarious. (laughs) But like, you know, slowly panicking inside. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway. This segment was about Zion. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like how we ended up talking about cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this That's is, what Mark Jackson needs. He needs like a cricket bat. <laughs> Mark Jackson is the cricket of basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. Just too much. Anyway, uh, I, I mean, all to say that, uh, I mean, I'm obviously like rooting for Zion to come back. I'm just like very, very uh concerned for him and you know like we talk about franchises on the move hell maybe even the pelicans might be on the move faster mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know because the kings have at least sustained losing for 20 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know like, we're used to this <laughs> yeah yeah um the other thing i want to talk about is like it feels like literally every player and every coach is in uh, health and safety protocols uh over the last Jeez, week yeah. um yep. this uh covid variant is spreading wildly fast uh it's affecting the nba greatly a lot of games have been uh canceled or postponed um a lot of co- like a lot of people it's like whether it's the players or coaches or the even the broadcast team the Raptors broadcast team had to sit out um I tuned into the Warriors Pacers game last night to see if Steph was going to break that record and then I was like wait Rick Carlisle isn't here oh he's <laughs> out for health and safety protocols like I actually can't even keep up right now um I think this is going to get worse before it gets better um, do you think the NBA needs to do anything different for the remainder of the season? I would, yeah, I would love like if the NBA kind of learned from the mistakes of past seasons or past, you know, and kind of figure something out, maybe even just like a halt of games, but I don't know logistically what that kind of 
uh, that needs to go with that. Cause mm -hmm. especially over the Christmas break, if you can do just like, if you're willing to do uh, a play in tournament in the middle of the season, maybe, maybe implementing a two week kind of just like if, if, the, if the X amount of cases happen, we just shut the season down for like a little bit and then start to start back again and have these players kind of quarantine and come back. But it's the NBA there. Uh, they've been making some really poor choices on a lot of things the last couple of years, as far as, as far as COVID goes, because dollars speak more than, uh, the health and safety of the the players and their assets. So, like, if you want to look at it just from a financial sense, like, wouldn't you want to take care of these kind of, you know, these people? But mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not impressed with what they've been doing the past so far. The bubble was fine. I went off without a hitch. But beyond yeah. that, everything else was kind of for me. Yeah. And we can't go back to the bubble now. <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, I think at this point, I think this is just what it's going to be for the rest of the season. And then it's like, well, I guess uh, I guess Chicago doesn't get to play, <laughs> which sucks because I had tickets for the game on Thursday. That's uh, right. So did, I'm not. Yeah, refund. That. Did you get a refund? Nope, not yet. Well, it's going to be rescheduled. They're going to postpone it. Keep, okay. It's going to be, you know, yeah. So it says TBA. So we'll see. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So there's that. I, I, think, I mean, I, think, I wonder if they'll have so many postponed or rescheduled games that it might prolong the end of the the regular season. That's the thing, right? Maybe some games have to get canceled. Yeah, like, or yeah. maybe they can just do a shortened season like they did yeah. before, and they're just like, "Listen, we're just going to do like sixty games." Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not the most paranoid person when it comes to to COVID, but like I have not been to like a stadium or like an event with a very large crowd. Um, I went to a game and that was a very eye-opening experience. I yeah. was like, okay, keep your mask on if you're not eating or drinking. And people were just and like, nobody's doing that. I'm yeah, like, no oh, one we cares. No one yeah, cares. nobody cares. I went to uh, I went to the Brooklyn game. Yeah, uh, I went to that too. Nice. You know, I had you know who uh, I got tickets from Blake Griffin <laughs> because Excuse my me? yeah. Uh, so we're sitting bury the, the lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my friend uh, wrote like roast jokes for him. Oh. like during you know like you know remember when he like roasted like caitlin jenner mm. yeah and the, ro the roast the roast so my friend wrote all those jokes and then blake griffin was like here's some tickets and my buddy bought brought me and we're sitting in the brooklyn section so we're not allowed to wear any raptors gear or oh. cheer for the raptors <laughs> so i'm just like yeah. <laughs> you know trying not to cheer and then uh we're sitting next to patty mill's cousin uh and she was just like yeah like anytime brooklyn scored and then but we were like in this tiny little brooklyn section and we're surrounded by raptors fans and then anytime like so basically like anytime like brooklyn scored we would have to like yay cheer and then there was this little girl in front of us who was furious that we were cheering for brooklyn like she would turn around and good be like, for her so angry like she wasn't <laughs> and then it just became for me like just how pissed off can i make this little girl by cheering that that's what i was cheering for <laughs> God. became a different game for you it was a different game for me you're like i went from getting free tickets via friends of a celebrity to becoming a complete monster trying to ruin this little girl's night yeah basically yeah, yeah, yeah. just throwing popcorn see i yeah. identify with her i would have been that little girl i would yeah. have been like who is this i don't i don't like people uh cheering for the other team i remember one time i saw a game against okc and there's this guy clapping in the back of my head every time kevin durant kept scoring and i was like hey buddy 
stop it. <laughs> and then I like look one, like, cause it went to overtime and I looked behind me and he went like five rows back further away from me. And I was like, Oh, whoops, I scared him. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, <laughs> but I, it was good that he left. I did. That was annoying. I couldn't yeah, handle this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. chirping in my ear. I was like, mm, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. You don't want to be uh, in like that Phoenix Suns video of the fans. Suns and four. <laughs> yeah, Suns and four punch punch. Uh, anyway, with that being said, now it's time to move on to our Raptors Homer moment. So what I first like to ask, uh, as we are all biased Raptors fans, is I just like to check in emotionally and ask you, uh, how do you feel? How are you feeling right now? That, wow, I'm feeling you that. look like you're feeling really bad. <laughs> it's here's the thing. I'm super happy about the strives and the positives that to take away from the season, like seeing uh OG play well, but you know, we've kind of lost some Scotty Barnes take on this new role and also growing apparently. Mm-hmm. Gary Trent Jr. becoming this amazing role player and like defensive like beast. Um, but it's just so hard to watch a team lose winnable games over and over mm. and over again and lose in the third quarter and lose focus with that second unit. That second unit kind of needs to kind of fill up and figure out what's going on. And I understand, once again, injuries, COVID, you're lo- you don't have the consistency to keep it going. But yeah, I think I, I'm just, I, I told myself this year, I didn't want to have any stakes. I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I saw the team. I saw what was going on. I didn't want to do any fantasy. I was like, I just want to watch basketball season. That's all I want to do and just watch it with no stakes. And it's so hard sometimes to just watch these games with no stakes. Like I have this inner part of me that's just like, I just want them to win so badly. And it, it's hurt. It hurts when more than half the time, you know, they kind of underachieve. It's not even like the team is just better than us. It's just we just mm-hmm. underachieve and we're just not playing to our potential. But yeah. Freddie, Freddie's playing. Yeah. If he's not an all-star, I'm a, I'm all right. Like, I don't even care. I'm flipping over a TTC bus or something. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, they keep jumping out to like 15, 20 point leads and then, and then blowing them. And then it's, it's, yeah, it's just been very frustrating to watch. Uh, but it is like, like Alan said, it's great to watch uh, Scotty Barnes being what he is uh, because once the rest of the team figures it out, I mean, it's going to be, uh, yeah, like he's he's rookie of the year, right? I don't know, man. Evan Mobley. Oh, Evan Mobley is oh, doing he's been, well. I part of me like I don't want to be objective. I'm like, damn, that guy is really special too, as well. Yeah, he is, and you know what? Like Cleveland as a whole team is doing so much better than uh, people thought, and I think um, between his individual performance and the team performance, I think Evan Mobley's got it right now. I'm yeah. sure Scotty will get some votes, but I think right now it's Evan Mobley. But I mean. I, Look, like for me, I think it took me a while to accept the rebuilding process because it's been so long as Raptors fans since we've had to sit through one. Mm-hmm. And also a part of me feels like, you know, what? I've sat through so many rebuilding processes that I just deserve to root for a winning team for a very long time. Yeah. But I but at the same time, now I'm at a point where I have re, I have accepted it every time they they, you know, they uh lose a lead in the third quarter i just feel like a almost like a protective mom and i'm like no but they're learning, they're learning you know? <laughs> baby you're doing so work yeah, like, that's, <laughs> how, that's how i feel now like i've lost my objectiveness in a way i'm like no but they're gonna grow from this this is good having um fun. <laughs> yeah they're having fun um i want to talk about 
the arrival of who I'm calling Champagne Champetti. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. I, I was like, who is this guy? For, I don't care. I love this guy. Uh, he almost hit a game winning shot for us. Uh, so I was like, so what, what is time? You know, that's what I started asking <laughs> myself after that OKC game. What is time? What is space? These are finite things like we should we should have had that win i mean you can't really argue having a win when you're arguing against time itself but <laughs> like how could you possibly get the perfect time on that i don't know <laughs> but that's, uh, that's how i felt and even then i was like you know what this could be really good for his confidence like that's what i was telling mm. people after the game this is gonna be really good for his confidence which i'm sure it will be um but with that being said who um off the bench are you most excited for this season oh speed I love those Shvi minutes. <laughs> she comes in defensively, offensively, tries to dunk on people. Like, you never know what he's going to do in transition. Uh, he's super exciting. And I think he's one of the few players that I could see. Is he exciting because you don't know what he's going to do? A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Because you're like, oh, he's just going to do a layup. And I'm like, he just threw that down with the left hand off the right foot. Oh, my goodness. On somebody. Like, he has a very uh, – he feels like when – because I'm, I'm a little delusional that I think this team is one piece away from just, like, everything's changed like just one center and like yeah. boom it's over like one Kawhi Leonard yeah I was just, yeah, just about to say just one generational half, half a Kawhi Leonard one half a Kawhi Leonard away from you know transitional like uh transformational kind of basketball and I think uh when we talk about players that they're going to keep and like implement to that new system I think she's one of those players that will do that I and I, I truly believe that because he's good on defense good on offense and he can stroke the three really well also Utah too as well I, I'm sorry to pick two yeah, right. I, I was gonna say what not be for sure. Just not yeah, not just because great. I want to, you know, Asian represent, but like, <laughs> but I mean, I just love the way that dude plays. Like, he's just so he just gets at it. Like, listen, even when like he he got posterized by like Anthony Edwards, <laughs> and hey. probably one of like he went he went for it. Yeah, like he tried to stop that. That's incredible to me. Like he, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I was like, we need to stop saying things like, oh, that guy's dead or that guy died <laughs> after that I mean, dunk. It's like, I mean, maybe they did, but you got to appreciate the fighter, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I, like, we got to start shaming the guys who run away from the dunk. Exactly. Yeah, they're I mean, like, we should be <laughs> celebrating Brandon Knight. R.I.P. Brandon. Oh, no, like that's, no, 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 no. If you're if you if you're giving up uh, 200 pounds to somebody and four feet, let it you you have to avoid that just for your you safety run. you could hurt you could get you get like that's just look it's like when um he, he died. when he, Jokic he punched die. Markeith Ward or pushed Whoa. him in the back and then Tyler Hero like really slowed down like, he oh, I didn't like, see that yeah he's like walking up to them and then he's like and then he kind of stops walking <laughs> Yeah, yeah you know that's what right. That's he got seven. closer. Because he was he like, knows, oh, he knows. He's, he's like, yeah. I, I can't closer. be the first one in the middle of this. I'm like, not gonna... you know what? Maybe they don't need a hero here. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fight somebody who survived like a war, civil yeah. war. Like him and yeah. his brothers. Oh, his stay brothers away from look so mean and scary. I'm like, it's yeah, okay. They're legit. They are legit. Um yeah. he got anyway. ejected last night, too. Jokic. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. He did get ejected again. Yeah. Um, maybe he's developing a, a reputation for himself at this point. Mm. I'm not sure. I, but yeah. um, so did you get see suspended. that uh, Utah had a, a double double, his first yeah. career double double? Yeah. And then uh, he. It, <laughs> 
Uh, Eric, Eric Kareen uh, tweeted that he said, uh, he's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm really proud of myself. That's what he <laughs> said about his first double double. And I was like, oh, he's the best. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love Utah. Uh, I mean, for me, like I, it's probably like the maybe one of the more classic or cheesy answers to this question, but it's Delano Banton. I mean, oh, this mm. guy had no expectations. He's a second round pick and he just like came in, took everybody's minutes uh doesn't know how to say queen's key like it's just you know <laughs> so toronto <laughs> is that like, where he lives so he's so rexdale like he's just so in an in an etobicoke bubble like i don't think that i think Sherway gardens is like the only mall like big mall <laughs> he's ever been to like i i just i don't know but i, I, I i'm really excited for him i i would say yeah, no, he's one of the more exciting kind of young players that I, I'm, I'm actually getting a Banton jersey and it's coming Christmas. I'm Ooh. so excited for that. Nice. I think his entire story is so inspiring, especially as like a, pl- a person who grew up playing basketball in Toronto and dreams of that opportunity to play for your hometown and get to kind of have those kind of vibes and like shoot in the ACC. Like that's so crazy. And he's, and on top of that, he's having a great season and mm-hmm. him in transition, he has good, um, uh, good eyes on on the fast breaks. He knows how to give up the ball and he plays great defense. Like, what do you not want from him? And I'm so sorry that NBA 2K, they butchered my boy. That whoever they put as his face is not him. It's the oh, worst wow. created player. Like, Google it. It's so bad. It's he's got like a ponytail. Like, it's just like, I, they didn't even he has try. a ponytail? Yeah, it's like, it's straight hair. It's so weird. It's so strange. Like, this didn't have his dreads for some reason or braid up in that game, but whew. Hard to use, hard or not hard to use. It's fun to use, but it's like I just hate seeing his face on the free throws. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not. like Delano Banton's <laughs> brother or something. Yeah. Like it's not. <laughs> Uncanny Valley. <laughs> I've actually I, I've never played 2K, but that's something I should do because I only just got into video gaming this year for the first time. I'm very I'm too old to have just gotten into gaming, but I blame oh, the pandemic. Never too old. Yeah. Never too um, old. I don't wear jerseys because they're too boxy on me. But if they ever come out with a Delano Banton uh, crop top, mm. <laughs> get the dress from like Buy a jersey and or a jersey dress. Yeah, jersey or dress. A jersey dress. <laughs> the jersey <laughs> dress needs to come back. I've been saying this on uh, on my WNBA pod. Why don't they have jersey dresses? That was a fun style. Like, I enjoyed I that want era. A Liz Cambage, Ooh. Las Vegas Aces jersey dress. Who doesn't wear that to the club? You could wear that yes. to the communion. You can do a whole bunch of stuff with it. You can dress it up or just down. It's you know, it's black. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. It's I'll dope. have a sh- I'll have a shawl to go to the communion. <laughs> 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 Cover the shoulders. But anyway, yeah, I I want I want that. Um, the last thing, uh, well, not the last thing, but the last Raptors thing. Um, Nav Batia missed his first ever Raptors home game this week because of health and safety protocols. And then in his seat or in his two seats was his daughter and Cal Penn, who is going to play him in an upcoming biopic. Um, so sad to see Nav miss the game, although they did FaceTime it. So we got to watch the game from that angle, Mm. uh, the whole time, which is very sweet. Uh, I'm so excited for this biopic. Yeah. I love Cal Penn. I love Nabatia. I'm excited for this story to be told. I here's the thing I re, I didn't realize that there was like hate towards Nav, like on oh, really? social media. Yeah, but it's all from like you know if you go to like Sportsnet or TSN with these people because like they put they put that article up and people are like who is this? I'm like 
you have no idea this person's like uh, commitment, their importance to this franchise and what they bring to it and what they mean. Like I, I love Nob. He's the n- nicest person. I got to meet him uh, once at a, an event. And he was talking about like, yeah, me and Vince Carter, we still talk and we chat and he's like showing us. We we're like, oh, nice. look at that. I love this guy. This guy is so great. How could you not love him? He's so great. Nice. And I'm happy for a story to be told. But it's so sad that he, you know, it took an actual goddamn pandemic to keep this guy away from uh, the oh, team. Man. But, but mm. still number one fan, top fan, like in all of the NBA. Yeah. All sports leagues to be on. All, oh all yeah. Yeah. Can you think well, of anybody else who's been to every single game? He's the first fan to be in the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah. He has a really inspiring story, you know, like immigrated to Canada. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go in fresh. I want to go in fresh. Go on. <laughs> okay. I'll say nothing more. I won't even say that it works for Hyundai. Oh! God damn it. You know what, though? Hyundai, oh, God, we're so sorry. I have, I own a Hyundai. Uh, the engine died. Because of and Hyundai, Hyundai fixed it for free. Hyundai oh. fixed it. So, you, you know what? Super fan. I'm a super fan. Um, Did I you go Calvin. to Nav's? Did you go to his dealership? Which is his dealership? It's, it's in Mississauga. Right? No, I don't. I didn't go to that one. He just has, he just has the one? Or does he have? Well, maybe he has multiple now. He started out with the, with no. the one in Mississauga, though. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, you yeah. didn't get upset about that, though. Okay. <laughs> I met uh, I met Cal Penn. You did karaoke at uh, that's where I met him. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. So I was gonna say, oh, he gave you tickets too. <laughs> yeah, sitting right beside him. In three D though, it wasn't the the first. Yeah, one. yeah. It was, you know, it was Christmas. Uh, but no, like Cal, it was so funny because like uh, uh, Andy Fruman, who's a comic uh, that we all know and is friends with, he was doing this. Uh, comedy competition and then for some reason he decided to buy this shirt with pineapples on it like a Hawaiian shirt so that he could make a joke about wearing that shirt as oh his my opener God. generally not a good idea but like anyways he's wearing this shirt and then uh, Cal that's Penn like Alexis Michelle on RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. who painted herself green to make a joke about being green and it didn't make any sense and then ended up in the bottom two anyway exactly. yeah that's and then Cal Penn showed up at 120 Diner to do karaoke wearing the same shirt <laughs> no they had yeah. the same shirt the exact same shirt okay but Cal Penn didn't buy that to make a joke about it he's just no, he a Hawaiian he shirt was, guy just thought he just he wanted to wear that shirt yeah. he just showed up sang a song karaoke was out here for a bit and then just dipped like, were you hey. both there that night yeah uh, I think uh, we're yeah yeah because I remember seeing saw. the pictures everywhere like yeah oh my God. I, have a, yeah. I have a video of it of him singing yeah because first it was just like drinking and I was like is that Cal Penn singing it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I was like okay and that because it was kind of a dwindling night. We're all just kind of like, eh, we're yeah, we're probably going to end up leaving soon. And then, yeah, Cal Penn just shows up, sings a song. Yeah. And just earnestly, too. And he was great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's time for our Hot Girl Summer Nick Nurse highlight of the week. Now, actually, you know, this week, okay, I've got two things because I missed one um, in the pre, in my last week's episode. Nick Nurse in Memphis did this entire segment with a local reporter about his favorite record store. And they just filmed him in his, in this record store. And she interviewed him just about records, like just about albums. He likes no basketball talk mm. at all. And it's very strange. Uh, but what is it's he fun. Into? 
Uh, he's into a lot of blues. He loves Prince. He listens to a lot of Prince and he's looking for some rare Prince record that he can't seem to get his hands on. Hey, and I can get my hands on it. Like I can get my hands on it. And Nick Durst can't straight up love actually situation. You're at his door. <laughs> Prince, <laughs> records. With the signs, Prince like, records. Leave your wife. I mean, you're older than her. It's fine. You know? I um, the other thing is, this is actually not a highlight. It's more of like a, a low light. This is like not a good thing. But Nick Nurse is being sued by a former agent. And nobody talks about this stuff. I'm the only podcast who cares about these kinds of things. Um, he's being sued by his former agent because when he was signing his contract extension with the Raptors, he left this agent to sign with Clutch Sports. But this agent claims that he was already a part of the negotiation process prior to that. And so there's all this like ambiguity over does this former agent deserve any commission off of his current contract or not? So it's been ongoing for a long time. And this agent's based in California. And there's this whole thing about whether or not uh, Nick will have to go to California to deal with this lawsuit or not. And their parent, they're saying that he does need to go to California, that he has enough quote unquote ties to the state that he will at some point have to go to California and face this lawsuit. We don't know when, Uh, I don't think it'll pull him away from any games or anything Mm. like that, but yeah, our boys being sued, baby, just breaking news to the Raptors fans. Damn. I didn't. Yeah, I, I guess that contract was so substantial. This guy really wants a piece of that. You know, did that agent set it up at all? Well, that's unclear because they have um, different accounts of the events mm-hmm. in terms of like how much this agent was actually involved or not involved. So is there any like actual hard evidence as a versus he said, she said, not based on the articles I can find, but right. that hard evidence might exist because this agent would have had to have been in touch with like Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri mm-hmm. if he was like actually actively involved in a negotiation process. Yeah. So there would <clears throat> be proof somewhere. Like there's got to yeah. be an email. Yeah. Or something or discovery. a phone call. We'll or sca- yeah. But so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it would be three to four percent of his salary if he loses. Oh shit! He probably just said like, "Hey, you should probably like work for the Raptors," and then that's like the extent of what he did. And then yeah. He, also, then he got canned. <laughs> we don't think of coaches <laughs> being with clutch sports, you know. But yeah. like Nick Nurse is so into being a celebrity that he's just like, "Yeah, I'm going to clutch sports." <laughs> I didn't you realize know? he was a clutch. To be, that's crazy. To yeah. Even, yeah. I don't know if other coaches are. I haven't looked that up, but it's just like, I think he was just like, you know what? My celebrity is getting bigger. I'm too big for this agent. I'm moving to clutch sports and just did that at a really bad time. Mm. Or maybe a good time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Then they just like, you know what? Well, guess what? I want a piece of that right there. Yeah. Cause I guess this guy was with them forever. Probably Mm. helped Nick nurse get as big as he is. And then Nick Nurse was like, peace. And now he's bitter. He's a bitter hey. Betty. Hey, if you got to move on to greener pastures to the new agent, I'm sorry. That's that's the name of the game. Yeah. Like us as entertainers, we get it. We're like, like, yeah, we have to move on to bigger agents as we get bigger. We, yeah. we just do. Yeah. <laughs> if CAA called. You go like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I got to go now. Yeah, true. Or yeah. Even, is he even running anymore? They have a whole problem. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah with the around? only with the with... Writers Guild. Okay. But yeah, no, they definitely still exist for yeah. for all of us. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, oh, you wanna you wanna sign me? Sure. Like I wouldn't even. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, hey, Writers Guild, just tell me what to do to not lose my union ship. Listen, I'd sign with Scientology if they promised me a career. You know. <laughs> 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 They're my agent now. They, everything goes through Scientology. Yeah, Xena's great. I don't care. Give me money. What's up? Mm, Zena. <laughs> with a roll on like the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so I'm making that money, baby. Them Scientology dollars. Yeah. <laughs> mo John, money, mo mo thetans, mo problems. Yeah. Travolta's the greatest. What are you? What am I gonna say? I don't know. He's you know. Top. Tom Cruise is the best action star I've ever seen. I don't know. Imagine they're like, oh, but they make you do your own stunts. And then <laughs> you're the... like, and then you're like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> back to Carly. Back to the Baxter Agency. <laughs> um, with that, we've come to an end of another uh, amazing episode. Uh, Leonard, we'll start with you. Uh, let us know what you're up to and where we can find you on the internets. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Leonard Chan, uh, which I rarely update. Uh, and uh, yeah, way to I'm sell just... it. Way to sell it. <laughs> I know. This is why. This is why I have no representation. Yeah. Uh, you gotta love this dead account. I don't even represent myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm referrals only. I am referrals only. Yeah, I'm like Bill Murray. I just have a, f a phone. If you happen to have the phone number, maybe I'll take your call. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, I'm doing a show at the uh, for New Year's Eve. If uh, you feel like if you don't have plans, I'm at the High Park Brewery Ooh. doing a show for New Year's Eve. So uh, tickets are online somewhere. Black Sheep Comedy, I think. I think it's one of their joints. So nice. Yeah, man. Discord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And Alan, let us know what you're up to. Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at the Alan Shane on Twitter, Alan Shane on Instagram, Shoeless Lewis on Twitch, uh, TikTok. Uh, stream the Great Canadian Baking Show. It's uh, just wrapped the season. You can watch it on Netflix. You can watch it on CBC Gem. Watch the last season on CBC Gem. Blow Harvard. It's a podcast. I run basketball podcast. Uh, BTH on NBA. At Blow the Harvard on Instagram. But yeah, watch. Listen to that. We do it uh, weekly. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's all I got going on. Uh, I get so fat watching your show. Like every oh. time I watch the the Great Canadian Baking Show, I'm like, oh, now I need a treat. Now <laughs> I need a snack. And then it's like, oh, now I need a second treat. Now I need a third treat. Like it's just, God, it all looks so good. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Uh, thanks so much to the Raptors Republic Network. You can find us uh, wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, thanks again. And we'll check you next time.